Day one of Chargers training camp was about the offense airing it out, but on day two, Brandon Staley's unit punched back. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for seven years together, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? After day one saw the offense airing it out, Brandon Staley's defense definitely decided to punch back on day two. And Kellen Moore still airing it out, getting all of the Chargers offensive weapons involved. And we get to talk about Joey Bosa's transformation. Yeah, Joey Bosa is focused on the run defense, as should the rest of the Chargers defense as well. But the offense had its moments too, but it was nice to at least see the defense kind of balancing things out a little bit where they're making some big plays as well because it's like you want to see both sides making plays. But it definitely was nice to see the Chargers star players getting involved on defense and making some big plays on day two of training camp and just seeing that you know reports coming out from Daniel Popper. If you're not following him or subscribing to The Athletic to get his practice notes, they are awesome and, and next level and absolutely worth the Crucial. price of this description. I was on a show earlier. I said I would have a 4-2-40 as far as how quickly I would unsubscribe if uh, Daniel Popper wasn't over there doing his thing for Record the Chargers. Time. But, David, we saw some big-time players making some big-time plays on the Chargers defense on Thursday, which was very nice to see Brandon Staley kind of having that chess match with Kellen Moore and finding some different answers to this new offense they're going up against. Yeah, because you, you want it to be like this. You, you want it to be like a heavyweight fight where both sides are throwing blows and, yeah. and, and connecting. Because if you got one side that's dominating, then you got some bigger problems on your hand to worry about. But yeah, some great plays on the defensive side. I mean, I think one of the big ones for me uh, was when Justin Herbert tried to hit Gerald Everett on, on a shallow out route. And uh, Khalil Mack was able to knock it out. And then Derwin James picks up the fumble and returns it all the way back for a touchdown. And when you got those guys making plays, Khalil Mack and Derwin James, that's just music to your ears on the defensive side. That's how you drew it up. You brought these guys in to make those big impact plays. That's exactly what you get here with this one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those are two star players making a, ch a game changing play. And like, I don't, I mean, I, I was on defense and I played middle linebacker. And like when you do something like that on defense and you get that turnover and you run it back to the house, even though it doesn't matter and they're not keeping score, that just does something defensively to build confidence in you. And it's always, you know, the highlight of camp and gets just everybody energy, going man. for sure. Just energy. And it's also People just cool it. to see, you know, Brandon Staley with the pieces he has, right? Punching back a little bit and starting yeah. to get these guys ready to go up against, I think probably what is a more challenging offense to go up against than the one they were facing in Joe Lombardi the first couple of seasons. And this is just how it should go, right? You don't want either side being terrible, but no. Khalil Mack gets that strip. You also have Raheem Lane getting the first interception of the camp off Easton Stick, and don't worry, right? Justin Herbert's still interception list through the first couple <laughs> of days. But it was also nice to see Aloy Gilman making a great play. The Chargers put a video out where he comes across and makes a great break on the football, breaking up a pass, 
between Justin Herbert and Gerald Everett. And then you also had Asante Samuel Jr. locking up Mike Williams, according to Daniel Popper. And the defense really making some more plays and attacking the football a little bit more. But we did see Raheem Lane, who did have the first interception of training camp, also had a pass breakup and a goal line situation going up against Donald Parham, who obviously has a height advantage of against everybody. So to kind of, as Daniel Popper put it, get physical with him and break up a pass intended for him and coming away with an interception. It is kind of the first movement we're saying, seeing at the bottom of that safety depth chart, David, we know JT Woods, Derwin James, Alohi are you know, all making the roster, but out of the other guys, you know, him, Mark Webb, AJ Finley, he's the guy that kind of made the first statement so far. Yeah. I mean, Hey, this is what it's all about in training camp. When you're trying to fight for a spot, when you're trying to establish yourself as, as the guy that's going to be, you know, part of that safety rotation, this is what you need to do. I mean, you have to make those plays. So getting an interception, I mean, that that's huge. Uh, being able to stop a six foot eight, six foot nine <laughs> tight end yeah. um, in the red zone on a floater, like that's extremely impressive. I mean, that yeah. is not, not easy to do. So Raheem Lane making plays, making plays, making statements. I mean, th- this is what it's, you, you have to stack these days on top of each other. Once you do that, you stack these plays on top of each other. You lo- look back and you got to feel pretty good about your chances of making the team. Yeah, and it's really nice to see a Louis Gilman out there making some big plays, right? Absolutely. As the team starting, play, you know, safety and showing some of those instincts that I talked about the other day. But also just now it's time to see if, you know, Mark Webb can have an answer for it. Or, yeah. you know, A.J. Finley can start making some plays. It's only day two. The pads aren't sure. on yet. But this is kind of the first movement we've seen at that position group, which we know it's going to be a battle for that four spot after the three guys we know are making the roster. And the vibes are different for the Chargers defense, in large part due to their new defensive coordinator, Derek Ansley. And we know that Brandon Staley is going to be calling the plays. But whatever reason it was, the Chargers decided to move on last year from their defensive coordinator and moved to Derek Ansley, even though Ronaldo Hill, I mean, was really tight with Brandon Staley. They knew it wasn't enough. Derek Ansley comes in, and he seems to have changed the vibe a little bit. This was from Daniel Popper's article. Defensive coordinator Derek Ansley started the 24-minute individual period by having his entire defense go through a bag drills as a unit. This is a subtle change from how the Chargers had previously started individual drills. Usually, position groups would break off immediately and start working with their position coaches. On Thursday, the Chargers did about two or three minutes of these bag drills to begin the period. Players and coaches were yelling, clapping, and motivating each other. This is very in line with Ansley's personality. Ansley was promoted to defensive coordinator of this offense from secondary coach. I love that, David. He seems like a guy these players really love. And I think to get that confidence in themselves, you know, we've seen like the Jack boys and, and things like that where the vibes are really good and the players are having a ton of fun. And it's nice to see them maybe getting back to that a little bit. I just love the fact that th- this is br- going to bring some cohesion, right? I mean, yeah. a, and a message from the top, a message from the connectivity of the too, right? Right, yeah. exactly. It's just saying, hey, all of us are going to get together. And we're all going to do these bag drills. We're all going to hype each other up. We're all going to have that energy. We're all going to be doing this as a unit, like as one. And I think that is something that you love and you want that, that physicality. You want that to come back to your defense. You want that to be an edge. And so you want to see these little things that, that happen. And, and, and I think this is just, it's good for the energy of the defense is what you want to see. It's, it's something new. It's fresh. It is. And I mean, I feel like when you think about like the best defenses and stuff like that, it almost always, they almost always have that kind of edge to it where like, even though they're all on the same team, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of us versus them mentality in the dog days of summer. And right now they have to kind of come together as a unit. And I think it's 
symbolic of just kind of where they fell apart last season, which was not being connected, especially in the secondary. Too many yeah. lapses and, and breakdowns in coverage. And it seems like this unit is coming together a little bit more. And at least on day one, I wasn't out there day two, but like even the big plays that were happening were coming in pretty tight coverage. It wasn't blown coverages. It was guys having, you know, very good defense and then Justin Herbert just being an out of this world quarterback and putting some balls into some incredibly tight windows. But now seems like on day two, it's translating a little bit more into big plays and players making plays on the football. But that doesn't mean the offense didn't get their shots in too, David, because even on day two where the defense was making plays, it was much more of a back-and-forth affair on Thursday at Chargers training camp day two with Mike Williams catching another deep ball, Keenan Allen beating Derwin James deep, and a guy named Quentin Johnson, I think is what his name is, also catching a deep bomb from Justin Herbert. I mean, it's... File that in the inject it into my veins category file, right? Whatever it is. But we're going to talk about the big plays the offense was able to make and what Kellen Moore thinks of this offense and how he feels about this wide receiver three battle so far during training camp coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys that our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with the draft rep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked up for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. When the top tier of quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023, there's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups every week. One of them is Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who started rolling out of the garage last season and is bound to jump into the fast lane this season. This time, on top of his huge rushing total, Fields can deliver improved stats in the air with DJ Moore now leading Chicago's wide receiver core. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you guys win your fantasy championship this year, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, and eBay Motors has it. David has already used eBay Motors and got a door handle off there for half the price of what he found it for elsewhere. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for you for your car because that's very important because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Chargers country, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we gave the defense their flowers, and it's been so fun breaking down Chargers training camp with you guys, and I might even be able to sneak in for an extra day of Chargers training camp or seeing what we can do for Saturday's practice. But thank you guys and the everydayers always for being here with us, checking us out, anyone who's joining us because football is back. We appreciate you, and hey, become an everydayer. And we love you, right? As a tier would say, love you, my boys. But... (laughs) I do want to talk about the offense, Dave, because I know we started with offense yesterday. We gave the defense their credit, but man, still hard not to get excited about what you're seeing offensively. And again, it was bombs away, right? I mean, the defense actually made some plays on some of the deep balls this time, but it didn't stop the Chargers offense from really having a lot of big plays out there, including one I know you loved, Keenan Allen catching a bomb over Derwin James with a fingertip catch over the top. You also had Mike Williams 
beating Jasir Taylor for a 40-plus yard gain. And some guy named Quentin Johnston, end of the roster guy, maybe makes the team beat Jasir Taylor as well for a long touchdown. We saw him catch some short passes and do the rest himself yesterday. Today, or on Thursday at training camp, we saw him actually get behind the defense and really make a great adjustment. The Chargers put out a clip on their Twitter account where it's just he is running a corner route. Justin Herbert decides to lead him a little bit more towards the end zone to help him get a little bit more separation. He finds a way to find the angle and tracks the ball down almost perfectly. Man, it's hard not to get excited and keep getting excited about this Chargers offense, David. It was nice seeing it day one, but it's like, is this our life now? <laughs> like, is this where we're going to see it every day? Like, you can get, you know, fooled on one practice, but it feels like, hey, this is here and it's going to keep being like this for the rest of training camp. Yeah, do not wake me up when September ends, right? I, I do not want this to, to be a dream. I, I want this to be the everyday reality. But, yes, it is beautiful to me to see all three of your major top weapons go deep and be successful at it. And one of the things that gets me really excited is thinking about the prospects of what Keenan Allen can do with this new aggressive style of play calling because we know how great of a route runner he is. We know yeah. how um, – like how intelligent he is, how he understands what defenses are trying to do to him and he, his innate ability to find the soft spots in the zone. I think what can those stats look like if Keenan yeah. Allen is healthy and, and they're targeting him deep down the field, you could see a very much different level of efficiency type of offensive numbers for Keenan Allen. That gets me really fired up. Absolutely. And I think the other thing it kind of shows, too, is it's like it's just not the fast guys catching balls down the field. No. We've seen big plays from every one of the Chargers' top four receivers, right? Like, all of them have made plays 25-plus yards down the field yeah. through two days, not yeah. through training camp. You know, we didn't see a glimpse of it. We've been seeing it every day. I mean, and I think the other thing with Keenan Allen is, too, is it's like he's built up such a reputation for himself. Yeah. And not a lot of it has been with the deep ball that, like, no. I truly think it's going to catch people off guard when he does decide to break that route up the field. Yeah, it's like, surprise. And I think that's what happened a little <laughs> bit with Derwin James Day. It's like, no, they're not going to have Keenan Allen try to beat me deep. Go for it, right? And, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Careful what you wish for, yeah, right? Yeah, sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is when when you have the releases that Keenan Allen has and you're as good as you, he is at the top of a route, like, even if you're, you know, a step slower, if you're gaining yourself two steps by making the defender look silly, guess what? Yeah. You're going to have a chance to make a play down the field. And we know there he has go. good hands. But that was a fingertip diving borderline catch that he made there. I mean, it would have been a touchdown pretty much, you know, in yeah. a real game. But great to see all those guys catching palms, man, like catching long touchdowns and just perfect throws from Justin Herbert, too. Also, I was going to say is is being able to see them kind of move around Mike Williams too, Daniel, I think is really, really exciting for me as well because it's trying. you're just trying to figure out like what kind of matchups you can explore. Yeah, and Cohen Moore spoke about that too, right? Something yeah. he, it's very intentional from him. Exactly. I mean, Kellen Moore, he said, hey, Mike Williams is a premier player in this league, so people are going to have to game plan um, and match and matchups are associated with where he lines up. The more you can line him up in different spots just makes it more challenging for other teams to focus on him because Mike is a premier player in this league. Like he is a dynamic player and he's a big body, six foot yeah. four, two twenty. You put him in the slot and you get him lined up on, on a slot corner. That's five foot eight, five foot <laughs> nine against one of the best jump ball receivers in the NFL. Uh, hello, advantage Mike Williams every yeah. day of the week. And so, 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he, poor uh, every small defensive back on the Chargers <laughs> having to go up against these behemoths at every practice. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's it's not got to be fun trying to cover Mike Williams. And hey, you put him in the slot. That's just another way you can try to get him in a favorable matchup yeah. to exploit uh, against another defense. Well, it's a couple of things, too, right? And, and Kellen Moore talked about it when he was asked if he's opening up the offense, is what he said. Certainly, it's yeah. something we've talked about with the availability of the receivers and what we have on offense. We're really excited about exploring that. I think Justin Herbert has done a phenomenal job the first couple of days of just giving ourselves those opportunities because this is the thing. You can have the deep routes all you want. Justin Herbert still has to be the one to pull the trigger, and we That's knew right. that Kellen Moore was going to be able to find guys one-on-one matchups down the field, but Justin Herbert hasn't always shown the confidence or at least like the the willingness to push the ball into a tight window down the field when he has Austin Eckler who he knows he can get 12 yards out of in the flat right like, yeah well he's so risk averse Daniel he just doesn't want to make the wrong play and sometimes yeah, I don't even yeah. know if it is like risk averse I just think like he he had to be so perfect in Joe Lombardi's offense that like yeah. the right play was usually throwing it to Austin Eckler because that's right. kind of the way the offense was designed that's how it was presented bit. right yeah yeah but now it's like he is giving those guys the opportunity he is exploiting those one-on-one matchups down the field and like if his receivers keep coming through for him the way that he has or they have the first couple of days, my God, pal, like the confidence yeah, well, this dude's going to have going into the season is going to be, you know, through the roof. That's what I'm saying is like, I mean, the more he does it, the more he fights against his natural urge to, to yeah. always try to make the perfect play and make the, the right play. Hey, just because you think that's the right play doesn't mean that if you don't take that extra second and then you make a throw that you can make in a small window that turns into a big play, that's yeah. and you start cashing those and you start banking, depositing those over time throughout training camp, that's going to give you confidence to say, hey, I'm going to go give my guys a chance because I know they're going to go out there and go get it done. 100%. And I think when you look at what else, you know, offensively you can get excited about, I mean, nobody's really got off to a sluggish start in this wide receiver battle on who's going to get snaps. How are they going to get all these dudes on the field at the same time? And oh, Kellen man. Moore was asked about it in his press conference about who was going to be wide receiver three. And he said, we've certainly got four guys that are all starter guys in this league and we'll play them in a lot of different ways. They're all going to play. Even the guys... Even the guys past that will be part of this thing as we go. I think that's a big part of it, which I think says a couple of things. First of all, I respect him for saying four guys are starting level players instead of just like, I mean, they have like 15 receivers right now. Like, I think that every guy out here could go out there and be a starter. He's like, no, we got four guys, but they legitimately could all be starters, right? But I also think, you, you know, I don't want to overshadow with Quentin Johnson, the excitement around him. But like Josh Palmer looked really good when I was out there too. Yeah. Made a couple of big plays. And at this point, like, all four of the big four have made one or multiple plays of 25 plus yards in the first two days of camp, which is crazy. But Josh Palmer, I mean, I think you're hearing here like, Hey, this is a competition of sorts, but like Josh Palmer is always going to be involved. Whoever loses out on wide receiver three, it's not like they're going to be banished or exiled from the offense. Well, yeah. And also I think it's important to just recognize that, that Kellen Moore sees all of these guys as guys that are going to be part of this offense, that yeah. guys are going to be contributing because, Hey, I mean, having all of these wide receivers is great because you can figure out what kind of matchups you want to take advantage of and which wide receivers fits yeah. that profile for you best. 100%. I think that for the Chargers, like it, having this competition is going to be tough because it's like you want to see Quentin Johnson on the field. And then if Josh Palmer is playing so well that you can't keep him off, it's a great problem to have. Like it we is. talked about, you know, with Asante Samuel Jr. too. It's like, hey, you don't want Asante Samuel Jr. coming off your bench. And I mean, it looks like he probably has a little bit of the leg up right now over just your Taylor as far as who's played the best so far. Yeah. 
having Asante Samuel Jr. coming off your bench is not the worst thing in the world, right? Or like having <laughs> depth at these positions is, is a great thing for the Chargers. And I mean, it makes you feel a lot better about, hey, if one of these guys goes down, you know, Keenan goes down for a couple of weeks, it's Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, Josh Palmer. You can work with that. Like that. Oh, yeah. Plenty there to work with, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did want to talk about what Joey Bose had to say. He did get on the podium and had some really interesting things to say about how he kind of transformed his body during this offseason. So we could get better at run defense. <laughs> He's the dude's one of the best run defending edge rushers out there. But it was interesting what he had to say about that. And also what he said about Eric Kendricks running the middle of this defense and how much that excites him. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. Man, it's good to see Joey Bosa out there looking healthy, you know, and kind of seeming like himself too. Obviously yeah. had some temperamental moments and, and some down moments last year, but it feels like he's back ready to be back and ready to kind of prove the haters wrong, I think, oh, as yeah. he would put it. But it was nice to hear him at the podium today after Chargers practice on Thursday. And he talked about the run defense and, and specifically changing his body. He said he's been training yeah. around 265, close to 270 after being in you know, playing at 250. He said, I just think I'll be much more effective player with my pass rush, with my power, and be able to just run a little bit or play the run a little bit more dirty, which is like, I love hearing that. He wants to play the run a little more dirty. I love that. I kind of played it that way my first four or five years, and just recently with the outside linebacker stuff, I felt more comfortable dropping down. I think it's a big part of my game to be able to be powerful and be strong, which is great to hear, and I think there's something to that, right? Being able to use power moves, being able to put on that healthy weight during the offseason, and also him saying, in part, he's doing it because he wants to get better as a run defender because that's been one of the Chargers' biggest focus so far is, hey, we should probably stop the run. Yeah, well, and and I think you you were you know me and you were talking about it a little bit earlier. It's just it's really really funny to hear Joey Bosa talking yeah, about rich. how he needs to get better against the run. Said, I felt like my run defense has kind of gone down in the last couple of years. I'm super focused. Obviously, pass rushing is a big part, but I'm super focused on having more of an impact in the run game, which is hilarious. Which is yeah, it's it's it, that's a, a comedy show to me because yeah. Joey Bosa is one of the best run defenders in the league. I mean, and clearly one of the best run defenders on the Chargers. I mean, were there a couple of, of spots last year where you know you felt like you know maybe the a prime Joey Bosa makes that play? Sure, but I mean, we're talking about his otherworldly like all pro level standards. Like that that's the thing to keep in mind. When we like didn't see him in the last year. Sure, yeah, he barely played. How can you play bad run defense if you weren't out there on the team that had a very bad run defense, right? No, for sure. But, I mean, you love that out of Joey Bosa. You love that mentality. But also, he also said that, like, this is a point of emphasis that Coach Staley has put out out there. Like, it's something that they're talking about in every meeting, everywhere they go. They want to improve against the run, and they want to improve their running game on offense. The running game in general on both sides is a point of emphasis for the head coach. Yeah, maybe that should have been like week two of Stateway being in charge, right? Being focused on and fixing week one, the Chargers day one. Yeah, I, I, it's great in year three that you know the big focus is years tackling and run defense. I love to hear it. Maybe a little yeah. sooner would have been a little better, but yeah, just a little. Uh, I, it, yeah, I mean, and the other part he said is, I hope it trickles down to everyone else, right? Yeah. So he's trying to lead by example and be an even better run defender and make even more plays in the backfield. And I do think you know, as a bigger guy, it will be helpful to help kind of set contain set the edge for this defense and kind of corral running backs in back into the backfield, right? Make them cut back into the center where you have all of your people there to rally and make the tackle. And and it has to be better, but it's just interesting for him to be like, Hey, I need to do this. If he's saying that every single Chargers defender needs to take a long look in the mirror and be like, man, if this guy doesn't feel like his run defense is good enough, 
imagine how far I have to go. Yeah, right? I can't like, even talk yeah. about mine. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Another <laughs> thing that he talked I keep saying 100%. I, my manager one time told me, hey, you say 100% all the time. I don't mean to, right? It just happens. I keep saying it. And David's just making some good points. So credit to David. But Joey Bosa also talked about Eric Kendricks. And he's the guy that we were looking forward to watching at training camp, specifically about how he was going to man the middle of the defense. And Bosa has been very impressed at how this guy has been able to communicate and really just get everyone in line. Yeah, I mean, very, very impressed. And it came out organically. I mean, it was not prompted. He said having a guy like Eric Kendricks running the defense is special. He's a leader out there. I think he's going to facilitate the defense in a way that we haven't had. With Derwin, it's like having two quarterbacks on the defense out there. I think they're getting more comfortable as as EK keeps learning the defense more and more. I mean, he's been around. He's going to get it quick. I think he's coming together even more so than before. And he also just said it's just different having an all-pro guy in the middle uh, of your defense. I mean, it's something that, that, you know, he said no disrespect to the guys that have played uh, in the middle at linebacker before, but it's just a different level when you have an all-pro linebacker in there. Yeah, he said just to have a guy with the confidence out there that's making the calls with no hesitation and just a guy that you can trust to do everything right out there. Not that we haven't had great players at linebacker, but it's just a step up when you have a guy that's coming in that's an all-pro like that. And I think... That was like, oh, my God, I love Eric Kendrick so much. Uh-oh, it might sound like I'm talking trash about some of the other players who left. Sure. <laughs> Kof, Drew Tranquil, and Kazir White. Yeah. And, and that's the stuff that's harder to quantify, you know, how much the other players are kind of getting from the guy in the middle, being able yeah. to get everyone set up. And he's telling you, right, it's a big deal having a guy who's been an all-pro out there to get everyone set up and, you know, add on that he's a really good tackler. You know, has really good instincts in the passing game. Very good to see that he's kind of not skipping a B in a brand new defense. In a defense that we've seen people struggle to get a handle on, he seems like he's coming along quickly. Well, and you have an all-pro in the middle that's connecting you to your all-pros that you have in the front end and the all-pro that you have on the back end. So it's just you look at every level of your defense, you have former all-pro players at every single one of those positions. So I I just love that. I just love having a commander, a guy who's done it at the very highest level in the middle, connecting your defense. Yeah. And especially on a defense that really lacked that connectivity in 2022. But I really want to say what Joey Bosa had to say about the rookie, right? We haven't got to see too much (laughs) of him so far. We'll see a lot more when he gets in pads, but what he said about Tuli Tui below to was this Tuli is great. He's everything that you could possibly want in a rookie. Physically gifted. He does everything right. He calls me sir, which is weird. Yes, sir. I'm like, I'm not that old. But he's just a great guy. He's the nicest guy. He probably knows the playbook better than me already. So he's definitely checking the boxes off for Joey, or, you know, at least to Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa also said that in years past, the depth in that position group was kind of like, yeah, there's probably two guys here that are just born bodies. Yeah. Uh, and this year, it feels like everyone has a chance to make the roster. But nice to see the rookie acing the first of the report cards at least from one of you know a veteran and one of the team captains well and and you got have a guy that you spend a second round pick on coming in and you get to learn from two of the best players at their position in your same room in your same position group with joey bosa and khalil mack so Tuli Tuli Pelotu already has a great skill set that he's coming in coming in with. He's sure. got youth. He's got you know a good healthy body on him. To so to have all of that and to come in to learn from two great players, I think is a great situation for him to be in. And hopefully he gets to soak it all up and go out there and show everybody what he is capable of doing. 
I know we're excited to see it, right? And, and it's high praise from Joey Bosa, who I'm sure, you know, has to say nice things about the young guys. But Sure, it, but he's it, always very candid and very honest. He is. He is. And I think it would sound differently if he, he didn't really feel that way. You know, it'd be like, yeah, you know, everyone learns at their own pace or yeah, whatever, whatever. Exactly. Uh, but I, I did think it was also interesting what he said about Khalil Mack and how excited he is and said he's like the closest to any other teammate he's ever had, any other edge rusher he's rushed with, right? He said they're very, very close on and off the field, which is cool. Uh, but he also just said, hey, Khalil Mack's coming out here flying this year and, and also brought up his foot surgery that he had prior to the 2022 season. And I think a lot of people don't realize sometimes it takes time. And you're spending that next season kind of trying to get your body back to where it was pre-injury. Yeah. So we could see even another level of Coil Mac, which I don't have to tell you guys is a very, very interesting thing and a scary thing. And he said he's been putting on weight, too. Like, you don't want to be a tackle going up against this Chargers pass rush if they're healthy, man, because it's going to be I mean, he was forklifting guys last year, so he's going to – I mean, my goodness, to see if him – a stronger version of Khalil Mack? Yeah, sign me up. I'm ready for that. Hard to imagine. The dude is already a bull in a china shop on a day-to-day and has one of the best bull rushes in the entire NFL. So I'm excited to see an even more powerful, faster version of Khalil Mack. That is something I can't wait to see go up against Brashawn Slater. As these training camp battles heat up and we start seeing those one-on-ones. Thule versus Rashawn is going to be a fun one, too. I can't wait Let's to see what that man. looks like the first time because that's as big of a test as you could have as a rookie. But no that's going to wrap things up for today's show. I am going to be potentially going to Chargers training camp on Saturday. But no matter what, we'll be back with you guys on Monday to break down the latest Chargers training camp practices. So to make sure that you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel. And also listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. You can do both. You can follow and subscribe where you listen to your podcast from, even if you watch it on YouTube and vice versa. And to make sure you never miss the show, you can also find us on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But so excited that camp is going the way it is. It's so much fun. So glad that football is back. And we'll be back with you guys as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The everydayers know we'll be back with you guys on Monday. But until then, Take it easy and go Bolts.